You're listening to She's Got Drive podcast, the podcast that inspires women to be the driver in their own lives for the life and story of black women drive. And I'm your host, Shirley McAlpine. I'm a business consultant, executive coach, and a leadership facilitator working with people and their organizations to live their lives by design and not default. Welcome back to another episode of She's Got Drive. And in this episode, this is part two of the Pasha Cook interview. If you are tuning in for the first time, then the first half of the interview was last week, where I sat down with Pasha Cook, who has her own branding and image consultancy and agency that educates her clients on how to champion their career transition through developing their brand. There was so much in the interview that I decided to split it up into two. And so here's part two. Let me tell you a little bit more about her. So just in case you're tuning in for the first time. In 2013, Pasha uh, made her way into the world of fashion by becoming a wardrobe stylist for the celebrity athletes. She has her own book, Brand Yourself Like a Champion, cultivating brand excellence from the inside out. She was a former Division I college basketball player where she learned to utilize her on-the-court skills, off-the-court, and combined her passion as an athlete, an educator, and a fashion professional to launch her branding agency. She's been featured in Black Enterprise magazine, Houston Business Journal, Huffington Post, YSF Magazine, and also been featured on MSNBC. It was a great interview with her, and I know you're going to love the second part. But before we go over to that interview, let's remind you to head over to iTunes and rate and review the show. I am loving reading the reviews. I'm loving getting the messages from you on Instagram. So you can always hit me up on Instagram as well to get in contact with me and find out what you're getting from the from the show. I know we each each week we're getting more subscribers, so that's great. Um and I want to keep growing the show, keep growing the show. So let me head you over to Pasha Cook where we start to dive into some more around some styling tips for her and also around the conversation around how do we what's the importance of our story and the importance of staying on our own path and having the courage to do that. So that's what's coming up in this week's episode. And over to Pasha Cook. One of the things I do want to talk to you about is style. Uh-oh. And um, some style tips. <laughs> okay. Because um, just because I think you're my first stylist. And you know, I love I love all things stylish. So yes, you're so stylish. I love I'm, style. I need to learn from you. I need to start. Well, we have different things. I mean, I love the whole, I've been watching your whole look. I love the kind of the trousers a little bit. Yeah, I've got it anyway, a little bit shorter, like ankles showing. That's my kind of vibe. So trainers, you know, so you've got your own style. And right. I, I wanted to, if you can speak to um, some of the principles around that, because it's style for you. It, it's an expression of you. Because, mm-hmm. and why, one of the reasons why this is in, I mean, there's a number of reasons why this is important. But one of the things that I see when I'm coaching is sometimes people's clothes start to alter, of course, because what they were wearing at the start of a coaching engagement was consistent with how their relationship with themselves. Uh-huh. And then as they shift that relationship, they either start to wear different things or they start to wear what they had in a different way. That's one of the indicators of a, of a shift and movement is because people start to relate to themselves in a different way and therefore, you know, they make different choices. And so so I'm curious about your experience around that in, in, in your work and what, anything that you've got 
star tips for our listeners would be would be great. One person within my family I could look to for success once I moved from, because my grandmother stayed in a small town outside of Houston, Texas. When I went to go live with my mom, I ended up in the big city. <laughs> and she was raised by my aunt, my great aunt, Mildred. Well, my great aunt, Mildred, was a style, I mean, goddess. She had the furs, the fox, the she had everything. Her she had the the Persian rugs in her house. All these things she um, taught me consignment because she owned a consignment mm-hmm. store. And the value of going to all these, you know, these wealthy neighborhoods and purchasing what they're willing to get rid of and then bringing right. it back. And you know, so I learned that that even with the clothing, right, from her. Um, but this is a funny part about Aunt Mildred, as I'm telling the story. Aunt Mildred, before she passed away, at, I think she was like 80, could only write her name. She couldn't read or write. Wow. But she ran a business. She owned properties. And she learned it from working as a maid in the affluent neighborhoods within Houston. So she, she just paid attention. Right. And she flew all over Europe, right? And so some of those things, my mom taught me etiquette. My mom was a, gr- a great dresser. She she wore a lot of, back then, Evan Bacone and those different things, crocodile loafer. So I had some style that I had grown up and was accustomed to. I didn't really appreciate it until I got a little older. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that is in, kind of in my DNA. And I was struggling for a while because there there wasn't necessarily unisex clothes back then. Right. So you either have women's clothes or men's clothes. Well, men's clothes don't fit me a certain kind of way. We already know that. And women's clothes. I didn't like some of the cuts. <laughs> As an athlete, I'm like, I rather I rather wear sweats. Um, but what happened was <laughs> getting into fashion, the fashion industry, I started to learn my aesthetic. I learned more about the custom clothing. So you'll see my suits. A lot of my suits are custom. I learned tailoring. So with the whole consignment thing, I, I love consignment shopping. Nah. Listen, me and you, Girl, next sister. time in New York. Let's go. We are going. Right. Do you you can look to... like a million bucks without paying okay. a million bucks. Okay. And some of you, anyone, if anyone's given any shade around consignment, I'm sorry. That's all right. Let them do what they do. They can go ahead and it pay is... 600% markup. That's fine. I, do I that. love, But you know what? I love the, that you never know what you're going to find. Right. I love that you kind of go, oh, look at this. And then, yeah. So the, the, the magic. So my tip for um, others is number one, learn the art of tailoring. Yes. It is going to, you can take, so let me give you a prime example. I found a brand new, in consignment guys, so pay attention, a brand new Ralph Lauren blazer mm-hmm. with the crescent on the pocket. So it's navy blue with the crescent the gold buttons. I found this thing brand new at a consignment place for $35. Still had the tags on it. Okay. I went to pay someone, right? My tailor, another maybe 60 bucks, 50 bucks to, to tailor it, to alter it so it could fit my body. Now, that blazer that is a $300 blazer, how much did I pay for it? All the, under $100. Under $100. And it fits me. And it fits me perfectly because I, I got it altered. I have a tailor. So the magic in, of tailoring, you need to understand, you could take things that are in your wardrobe. Say, for instance, you had a bell-bottom jean when they were in, and they fit you well, but you still have that bell-bottom at the bottom. Take it, get it altered, turn it into a skinny exactly. jean, and call it a, 
boom. So that that's my one tip. And to have well, two and to have staples in your closet. You have to have certain colors. Navy suits should be in your closet if you don't have suits. So make sure your first suit is something that is plain, something that you can wear to interviews or for business, and then can be switched up into like a blazer and jeans. Yes. Have the staple pieces, the the white shirt. You know, white shirts go with everything. A white button-up, nice fit. That can go with jeans. That can go with a suit. That can go with a skirt. That could, you know. So understand the staples and then also tailoring, 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 tailoring. I, listen, we are so going to hang out, Pasha. It's a joke. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Because two things. My mum was a seamstress and Uh and a tailor. And um, so we grew up with... um, mum making clothes for us and then I learned to sew when I was 11 years old and um yeah and then I was sewing and I mean I still now I'm now my my um my hobby at the moment is learning to sew leather and because I've you know sewed lots of fabrics over the years so that's my hobby when I get time to do it when I'm not doing podcasts and (laughs) working but um and so that whole notion around fabrics and tailoring is so like yeah I love that and then and the difference when it's tailored to you and in actual fact you know you there are so many cleaners um dry cleaners that have some really good um alter alter people who alter the clothing these are Uh like skilled usually women Uh skilled women our local one is amazing and so as you said you know you don't have to so if someone goes i don't know where, I've, where can i find a tailor you can actually test it out with uh, your local dry cleaners because some of those are really skillful skillful people who can alter things and just test it out on something yeah that you spent 30 dollars on and then say what right, yeah it doesn't work it's not the end of the world that's the key i was right. waiting. i'm glad you said that. yeah on something you don't care about too much, like take the jeans in. When you go, okay. Right, keep it know, simple first. Yeah, I don't know what they did with those jeans, but they're not getting another item. Or you go, oh my God, this jeans is amazing. Now I'm wearing them all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so the tailoring and and, uh, and then being open to test, trying things out is the other thing. And I go for timeless pieces. Mm-hmm. I, not everything's timeless. I mean, there are pieces in there that I'm sure that, I won't wear in five years time, <laughs> but, um, there are. but I know that when I'm buying it and, um, and I, and I do things that are, that I just love. And so if I, if it doesn't, if it's, I don't go for what's just what's in fashion. I go for what suits me right. and sometimes and be okay with the other thing I want to say Sometimes people make comments about you and your clothing. Well, I've had comments. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think, why do they say that? Like, why is your glasses so big? I've had once in a... <laughs> yeah, I have had that from someone. It was, I was at work and I was in a corporate environment facilitating. Oh. And it, they're very, they're quite conservative as a culture. That's what he, that, it was in, I was in, yeah. Why is your glasses so big? And I saw, I was like, uh, why are your glasses so small? <laughs> and he said, what? what? And I said, exactly. You know, like, <laughs> do you see the experience that I just had? Oh, he went, uh-huh. oh, he went, oh. I said, you see, it's the same thing. You know, I look at your glasses and I think they're so small. You look at mine. Yeah. So it's the same thing. You get to choose your glasses. I get to choose mine. That's all. That's all this is going on here. Nothing else. 
But those kind of comments, things like that, has people go, oh, maybe my glasses are so big. You know, like people start to can can shrink back and just like to whatever's a self-expression for you, whatever makes you feel good and great is find that as nice. well. But um, that's yeah. America, and so uh, that's a whole nother show. That is a whole nother show as far as the how we spend so much time at work when you when you, whether you, you let's say job in, in a job mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. The job isn't going to let your personal life um, intrude on their vision. So, you know, they don't have time for you to be on personal phone calls, this and that, this and that. And you become almost robotic in the way that you think because this this place in which you work has all these rules that you abide by or they have this culture, right? And that's why it's important for you to understand and to know your values, your strengths and what aligns with who you are so that you don't go and get a corporate job and that's not something that aligns with your truth mm-hmm. because you're being there questioning yourself all day long. Right. That is people that, that that's why the self-evaluation is very important before you make career decision instead of making a career decision based off money. Too many of us base our career decisions and our brand based off money, and right. you have miserable money. That's a new. T- <laughs> I just came up with that. I just came up with that. I don't want to make miserable. Hashtag miserable. <laughs> miserable money is when you choose something for the money instead of something that really aligns with the exactly. truth of who you are. And that the surprising thing for people <laughs> is when they start to pursue the thing that they really love that's their life purpose they actually do make money mm-hmm. you know and now why? You people know why? Are, there'll be some people are going oh that's not true but over time stay on your path right stay reason, on your path the reason yeah. you make money so we talk about the, the ten thousand hour rule so you do have to have some time in doing that thing. yes the reason they make money is because remember going back to those small wins that self-motivation it's hard to be motivated to go fulfill somebody else's dreams when you're not fulfilling your own dream. Right. It's 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 excruciating. Right. But right. if you're getting out of the bed, that same, you know, let's let's rewind and go back to doing that again for yourself, you're going to be more motivated because you actually enjoy what you do. It's still work. Yes. But you're doing it something that comes from you, that derives from who you are and your truth. So it's a little bit more motivating to get out, out of the bed and to do that. So if you're working for a company that you really love to work for, you love their environment, it's easier to get out of the bed exactly. for that. You see what exactly. I'm saying? And so and we don't want to make miserable money. I'm not saying everybody needs to be an entrepreneur. I'm exactly. Saying- I was just yes. about to say that, to, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. clarify that. It, is, it doesn't mean that you all have to be out creating your own businesses. It just no. means that find the place, find your place mm-hmm. that is an expression of who you are, that you love being in. And right. then, it, it, then you, you grow and you excel in that space. Environment is everything. Environment is everything because cultures in organizations are so strong. If it is not something that's for you, it will eat you for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It just does. And so, and it, and it chips away at your soul. So if it's not, if you're doing something in an organization and you did that organization isn't a fit for you, find an organization that is because they're out there. They're like a zillion organizations out there. And it takes courage to say, okay, I'm going to, leave this place and find it somewhere else. Right. 
Um, and you don't have to take big risk with that. You can like take time to explore, but being as you as you've demonstrated, seek, ask, seek, and then you'll find it. Too many people look for a cookie cutter um, shortcut shortcut way to getting there, but this is what we have to take into consideration. How long did it take you to get into the position that you're in right now? You know, with that same self-talk and that same story that you've been right. you've been holding on to that is keeping you from wherever they're trying to go because they hired you to go somewhere that they're not there yet, right? right. And so you have to give it. And people don't want to hear this because I didn't want to hear. You have to give yourself as much time to um, recondition, like like to get out of the state that you were in, in order to get into the state that you need to be in, in order to get to where you want to go. So you got to give yourself. If you've been in the same mindset for twenty years, okay, well, it took you a long time to get there, right? So um, give it some time, but it's all about you doing the work too. So a coach is to guide you and to hold you accountable. A coach isn't to come in and magically wave this wand and change your life. There is work to do. There is work to do. Just Yeah, that coach yes. did not in that position just because they studied something. They had to go through some experiences. Right. They had to learn. You had to learn something. So it didn't, it's not going to come overnight. But if you're focused on that thing and you're committed, that's a difference. If you commit it to it, to doing the work and, 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 the gui- and the guidelines that have been given to you, then you will get there. Right. Be patient right. yourself. Patience. Commitment is everything. Commitment is everything. So I want to um, ask you a couple of other things. Okay. Um, you've talked about um, some real challenges that you've had. And so I want to talk about your, what would you say was your biggest accomplishment? Um, ooh, so many. Uh, my biggest accomplishment off top of my head is when I believe that therapist. That's the biggest accomplishment because once you're willing to buy into your power and um, your worthiness, that's a huge accomplishment because then you can move that mindset into every area of your life and be liberated and be empowered. Now, again, I'm not trying to pull a wool over anyone's head and say that this is easy. It's still not easy no. to this day with all that I know. Uh, but is it worth it? Yes, because I am worth it, just like you are worth it. You're right. worth every tear, every all the blood, all the sweat. You are worth that. And so um, that was the, the biggest accomplishment. It's just understanding and embracing that there is nothing wrong with you. That's beautiful. Thank you. That is. That is beautiful. If you had to say um, two or three life lessons, what would they be? So we will start with that one first. Yes, yeah. that's one of them. There is nothing wrong with you. Two is that the power of God, the creator that you were created in, in his likeness, is within you. <laughs> you could tap into that. That is inside of you. When I embraced that, oh my God. Yeah, that was huge. That's huge for me. And 
third, let me see, I might have to ponder on this one a little bit. Third is um, you don't have to let your allow your history to determine your destiny. So no matter where you started, it's all about how you plan to finish and striving for that thing. Mm-hmm. Those are great lessons. Thank you. Yeah, those great lessons. Can I just ask about the one about the power of God within you when you got that it lies within you and how big that was? What was it about that that had um, that impact? Well, because I realized that everything that I see around me is a creation of my perception. Okay. Um, and so sp- spirituality it, my, my spiritual work, inner work, had to increase tenfold by um, me coming to New York because this is a place that is so busy and so distracting and so noisy that in order for me, because I am a, um, I'm very sensitive to energy. Um, I think they call it an empath. I'm very, very, very sensitive to energy. So being somewhere like this where energy hits you as soon as you walk out the door, mm-hmm. I had to find a way to um, kind of tame that for myself and also to kind of shield myself from so much energy. Because as soon as you hit the ground outside of New York, you better be on a fast pace track wherever you're going. You hear horns, people <laughs> patient. is so much going on. So it, it, it forced me to go back to that, like the power of now and to use these things that I had been reading for years before I, I arrived here. Um, and that had to intensify. And when that intensified, what happened was people started to show up in my life that was taking me to a whole nother level of spirituality mm. and self-discovery. And so now at this current time, every day, five, well, five days a week for 30 days, I am up at on a call at 5 a.m. It's called Always Journal, where we are doing journaling in different areas. So right now we're working on the spirit-led entrepreneur and a day in your new life. And this lady, Alicia Alicia Johnson, so I went, so you cannot grow coaches, you cannot grow therapists, like this stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still have my therapist, but this lady has come in and helped me with my spiritual walk. She's, I mean, we're best friends now. Um, just doing that work, open me up to the next level because when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So doing it by myself for a long time was cool, but to go to the next level of self-discovery, you have to do it with other people in community with someone. Right. And so that has changed everything. I know that I control everything now. I know it. Now, do I still go back to the old me sometimes? And those, of course I do. I've been conditioned this way for a long time. So to be reconditioned, it's going to take me a while. I have to have patience with that, which I'm a person of little patience. I just want you to know I'm, I'm, I'm growing. I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, but that is, is huge for me now. Huge. You hear me talk about spirituality almost in everything. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's um, the, the more that you try, that the spirit or your journey or spiritual journey is allowing you to get a stronger relationship with self right. and, um, and allowing you to trust what you, the direction that you're, you're heading 
in and the direction that you're creating for yourself. And so that's what I'm hearing. Like the pat, it's, it's in the, the the spirit empowers you. Yes. Um, and the more you are doing that work, and the the other thing that I love about what you say is that to do your journey in community to find you know find one two three four people whoever it is who um you are who are supporting this journey with you um and or who, who are guiding you who are your um people who are guiding you as well so that's like a message for any yeah and spirit can manifest in different ways for different people um, mm-hmm. But see, I, I do believe there's something bigger than us, you know, <laughs> I, you know and that, um, yeah, it can't, yeah, like that. Some I know some people don't aren't aligned with that, but whatever, and as my husband say, whatever empowers you. Yeah, whatever, whatever empowers you. Yeah, um, I don't get caught up in as much in other people. Um, that that part of my life was guiding me too much and worried mm-hmm. about what people say. Um, and so my message, my story is not here to empower or to inspire everyone. It's right. here to inspire and empower those who um, connect with my story, who connect with the person that I am. So it's not for everybody. I understand that. That's why we have many, many, many other people out there doing yes. work or whatever. My work, I mean, I don't even really have a title for it, to be honest with you. In this world of titles, of course, I have a title, but it's so much more than that. And once you get to know me, you understand that. Um, but it's not for everybody. And so I can't be concerned with who is not on board with spirituality. I'm not here to protest anybody's belief. That is your belief. Whatever belief is going to help you to become a better you, a better version of you, that works. Whatever works. I exactly. <laughs> Uh, for what they believe in as long as it's not hurting anyone else. Yeah. Do that. Yes. Do you. you do you, boo. Do and you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the, you, that was boo. a phrase that I learned when I moved to the States. Yeah, you do I you, did, boo. We don't say I that, that in the UK. You're, you're, were you... <laughs> <laughs> I knew that did not derive from the UK. I was no. the one. Okay. <laughs> That wasn't that we don't say that in the UK. Well, they might now, but it didn't when I was there. Um, so what's next for you then? Where are you head? So, like, what's your vision for your future? I'm curious. It's so big and bright, it burns my eyes. Now, um, that was the movie. Really, it's just to keep growing and to become better at trusting the process and allowing things to unfold. Right now, I take on, um, consulting work with branding. I have a new client here in in Brooklyn that I'm very uh, excited about because I never envisioned myself helping people with brick and mortar businesses, but lo and behold, here we are. Mm -hmm. Um, So to keep growing my practice, to keep speaking nationally and internationally, really empowering my community. And when I mean that, I mean my my brown sisters, my brown sisters and brothers. Mm -hmm. It's nothing against anyone else, but I believe that, I believe in lifting as we climb. So everything I learn, my Angela, when you learn, you teach. I want to teach as many people across the globe of self-discovery, how to discover the truth of who you are and utilize that truth in empowering your life. 
Um, so whatever m- means um, that is more that that aligns with my moral compass, I'm willing to do. So using technology and innovation, I want to create blended classrooms for students so they can do the work from my workbooks from their phones. Right. I want to collaborate with other entities and other brands to spread the message of um, empowerment, um, teaching people in corporate America that is it's not just about the visual of your brand, but like that storytelling piece. That storytelling piece is powerful. Everybody connects to a story. Yes. Every major brand you see is telling some type of story that their tribe connects to. So really teaching individuals and businesses how to go up. This. I have a brand pyramid that starts with your your values, your vision, your purpose, your mission, your story, your uniqueness. And then we get to the style last. Mm-hmm. Yes. So going around and teaching all those things because it's so much bigger than just that brand. I don't even have know how to articulate it. But when you do this work, it just takes you to another level. Mm-hmm. So just spreading that thing, thing and dying empty of my gift. When I leave this earth, I want to know that I have given everything I could have from what derives in me, that gift. So I want to spread it all across the globe with love. <laughs> uh, well, I'm excited to to um, see how you expand and grow because you are doing such wonderful work. It's in, you're inspiring. And um, yeah, I just love, love, love our conversation just so much um i wanted to, to give you an opportunity to let people know where if they want to get in contact with you where do they find you where's the how best to contact you um so you can contact me via email that is info at poshacook.com info at p as in paul a-s-h-a-c-o-o-k.com um you can go to my website which is poshacook.com um everywhere i'm Pasha Cook. so linkedin i know you have a lot of people on your that listen to your show that are on LinkedIn they can find me there and most of all Instagram that's my favorite that's where you can find all my photos and and when when this is actually broadcast I'll be posting the poster the flyer from this um, interview so you can connect to it Uh, but yeah Instagram LinkedIn my website and just email Pasha Cook thank you and then if they get if they want to get if hold of your book (laughs) do they get it from your site or do you get on Amazon both so if you on Amazon, it's on Amazon, um, and you can also go to my site and uh, pick it up, poshacook.com. And we have two books there, Brand Yourself Like a Champion, Cultivating Brand Excellence from the Inside Out, and then we have Champs You, which has a lot of the components of Brand Yourself Like a Champion, but it's really for that beginner, say for that student, um, high school student, college student, pro athlete, but you don't have to be an athlete to pick up Champs You. It's still going to help you with self-evaluation and discovery perfect Pasha thank you so much for being a guest I have I really have loved this conversation so much and that's I know there's a lot that we didn't cover as well and so maybe we can come back another time because we can deeper dive into it um it was just just wonderful to have you on the show just really really wonderful thank you I'll be back deeper dive into your redefining your success and rewriting your story yes and then in the meantime we are going consignment shopping yes i hope that you've been inspired to shift gears in your own life 
I loved this episode with Pasha. You could see that we could have kept on going with the interview because there's so many really real gems in it. One of the things that was striking for me is the notion that when we look at branding and our personal branding is really we have to look inside ourselves first to really discover who we are before we can even create who we are on the outside. You know, our brand comes from the in inside and oftentimes people are, um, when the personal branding space, sometimes they're looking from the outside and what is it that I want to portray and what do I put it out there? But it's really hard to maintain that if it's not really authentic to who you are. So really powerful messages there and doing the self work, doing the internal work is really, really critical if you're gonna show up in the way that you want to in the world. So love this episode. I said that she could come back because there's so much more and I'm sure I'm gonna have her back on the show in the future. I would love to hear from you and what you're getting. You can send me messages on um, Instagram uh, at Shirley McAlpine. You can head over to the um, Facebook community page and um, She's Got Drive community page. You can send a message via my website, ShirleyMcAlpine.com. I really, really love and enjoy receiving your messages and, and being engaged with you. So please, you know, let me know, let me know. She's Got Drive is produced by Cassandra Voltolina. The music is by the awesome all-female band, Blonde. I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, go well and stay well. <laughs>